0: Hey everyone! Welcome to the first episode of the Wire to Wire podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Vault Media and Publications. You could visit our site at www.vaultpublications.com. That's Vault, V-A-U-L-T, publications.com. My name is Yusuf, and I'll be the host for this series. A little bit about me: I'm a writer and author of two books. My most recent work is Words of Expression. It's a book of two fictional short stories. The first story is titled Tragedy Breeds Change, which deals with racial stereotypes and the American justice system. The second story is titled Jealous with a Side of Envy. That deals with mental health, relationships, social media, and how it's all connected. I also contribute to numerous publications. The Wire to wire podcast will discuss sports, mostly basketball, current events, and a little bit of entertainment such as music. This show is about giving unique and authentic perspective. It'll be objective, raw, real, and unscripted. We'll also be respectful of our viewers and others' opinions. We'll feature special interviews with those in the world of sports, music, and entertainment, and we'll have guest hosts and contributors for some episodes. New episodes are going to be released every Tuesday and Thursday, and we may put out episodes or segments more frequently depending on if something significant happens. Now that we got the formal stuff out the way, let's get this started. Alright, so let's get into it. So the second annual NBA awards took place. The whole thing seemed kind of predictable and uneventful. I mean, the NBA playoffs happened, the finals happened, and the draft. And you're handing out regular season awards now? That's something the league has to look at. But anyways, that's a conversation for another time. The two most talked about awards handed out was Rookie of the Year award. And the MVP award. So as many of you already know. Ben Simmons walked away with rookie of the year honors. It could have went to either him or Donovan Mitchell. And it would have been fair. But in my opinion I think Ben Simmons deserved to win. The guy averaged 16 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. For a rookie to come into the league and almost average a triple-double is pretty impressive. And again not taking anything away from Mitchell because he has a strong case as well. But, you know, by no means was he robbed like people on Twitter and social media are suggesting. I mean, just look at the numbers that he put up, the 16, 8, and 8. There's guys who have won MVP awards just for averaging a triple-double or who get consideration because their numbers are pretty similar to a triple-double. Also, too, the Sixers were perennial bottom feeders for years And now suddenly this guy returns from injury and then they're able to become a solid contender. Like no one saw them coming and many had them going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Some had them making it to the NBA Finals. So you got to give you got to give them credit for that as well. And also the whole he's not actually a rookie argument. That's just a ridiculous argument to me because there's many guys. You know, Blake Griffin is the most notable and most recent you know, he's won Rookie of the Year after missing his first after missing his first year due to injury. Like it happens. You know, I don't think it's something the league needs to change. And I'm glad Adam Silver said it's not it's something that he's not gonna change because it doesn't need to change. This was his first year that he stepped foot on the court. And you know, he had a pretty impressive season. Again, not taking anything away from Mitchell, but Ben Simmons deserved rookie of the year just as much. And he got it, so congratulations to him. And shout out to Donovan Mitchell. He those guys have a bright future. Now let's get into the MVP award. So James Harden won that one, and congratulations to him. You know he had a great season, and his team had a great season. They were one half away from making it to the NBA Finals. You know, but one thing I do think though is that LeBron should have been given more consideration. You know, every year in the media, there's always a discussion. What does valuable mean when determining the MVP? So here's the thing. When you look at the history of the league and previous MVP winners, what they typically look at is they look at the best player on the team with the best record. So if we're going solely by that logic, and we're going by that, then absolutely James Harden deserves to win. I mean, and also, too, when you listen to guys like Stephen A. Smith and some of these other commentators, they say that James Harden solidified the award because LeBron and his team struggled in the month of January. Yeah, the month where he averaged 23-7-7 seven and seven was lackluster. You know, but I kind of noticed that this is a recurring theme with LeBron, that he's just been such a great player for so long that we expect him to do these things, and anything short of that is a disappointment. I mean, I'll put it to you like this, okay? So imagine at your job, you consistently go above and beyond. And your managers take notice and they give you so much praise and credit. They don't give you a pay raise, but you know, they'll give you praise and some credit. Then after a while, they stop doing it because it's what they come to expect from you. Then suddenly, you're not doing as much. They start to micromanage you or they start to have these little talks with you to find out what's going on. I think in the basketball world, that's where we've reached with LeBron. We've kind of been that way for a while now. We've come to expect all the great things that he does that we're no longer wild by it. You know, when he was doing it early in his career, it was incredible. But once it became the standard, it's like, okay, well, you know, it's what we've come to expect. You know, the voter fatigue sets in and, you know, it's that shiny new object. In this case, Harden. Became that shiny new object. And he had an incredible season. Not taking anything away from him. Again. When you look at how the league. Historically has selected MVPs. It makes perfect sense. But. I kind of like what Kyrie Irving said. And I can't believe I'm about to agree with a guy. Who thinks the earth is flat. But he had some interesting perspective. You know when you look at it. From this lens it makes a lot of sense. So he said the Harden is the people's MVP. MVP. But LeBron is the NBA MVP. And honestly, I think that's so well put. And it makes perfect sense. Like, it captures it perfectly. Because objectively speaking, no one can say that Harden is more valuable to his team's success than LeBron is. Because when Harden sat out in the regular season, his team was still winning games. And LeBron played all 82 games. But could you imagine if he sat out for a long stretch of time? how poorly or how badly the team would like would sink to like it's unfathomable that the guy had to play all 82 games for them to be able to survive in the east but let me give you guys some perspective so in his last so in Kyrie Irving's last season with the Cavaliers they won 51 games this season without him they managed to win 50 games LeBron has averaged a career high in rebounds and assists and he's in his 15th season. And of course I know the playoffs don't count but when you look at what he had to do, it really was just a mag- it was really just magnifying what was going on throughout the regular season. You know and fans and members of the media we have to stop taking that for granted. You know, what he's doing is unprecedented. And we don't know if we'll ever see a player like this again or how long it'll be until we see a guy like this again. But, you know, shout out to James Harden. You know, he won his MVP award. It's been talked about for so long. You know, he's been the runner up for many years. You know, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Well, tonight that bride got his trophy. Okay, yeah, that sounds kind of awkward. Anyways, we'll take a quick break. Next up, we'll talk NBA free agency. Our next topic will be about this year's offseason. So Paul George officially opted out of the final year of his contract, which isn't really surprising. According to reports, it seems likely that he'll stay with the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's also been heavily linked to the Lakers. For Paul George, this seems like a two-team race between Oklahoma City and Los Angeles. I think he's better off staying with the Thunder. He gets to play alongside a dynamic point guard like Westbrook. He's also one of the top players in in the league, and he's a superstar. Also, their brand of defense suits him. They have other guys who could defend just as well, and he doesn't. he's not relied upon to be the defensive catalyst for the team. He also makes more money staying in OKC. Look, you know, I get it. You're from L.A., but you have a home there already, and you'll be there during the off season. There are so many players that have played in other cities, but then they lived in Los Angeles. Trust me, that number is larger than you think. Your own teammate, Westbrook, he recently bought a house in Beverly Hills. No intention of leaving to the Lakers, though. <laughs> Just saying. And that brings us to the next biggest free agent available, LeBron James. Now, it's been reported that he doesn't want to take any elaborate meetings, which makes sense. He's been a free agent before, and he knows what the whole process is like. Similar to George, I think he's narrowed his choice down to two teams, the Cavaliers and the Lakers. And I doubt LeBron would want to join a Western Conference team unless they had some kind of depth or another star. And this kind of ties into Paul George and what he does. But I believe LeBron should stay with Cleveland. If you're the best player in the world, you bring star players to join you. Don't be so quick to leave and just join another team. Look, I get him and Dan Gilbert have have tension, but he's already proven that he's willing to spend as much as possible to bring a talent on board. LeBron himself has said that family and winning will shape his decision. Well, his son is only 13, and he still has one year left before high school, so it would make sense if he at least stayed in Cleveland for one more season. You know, Kawhi has also made it clear that he wants to be in LA and he prefers to play with the Lakers, but the Spurs already made it clear that they won't be trading him to the Lakers or any other Western Conference team, so this creates a lot of uncertainty as well. If Paul George goes this year, then that could be the first domino, but I'm not going to rule out the possibility that everybody just stays where they are. So it'll be an interesting offseason, so we'll see what happens, but I'm kind of leaning more towards the side. That guys just stay where they are. Well, we'll just have to see. LeBron said that, you know, according to Brian Windhorst, he said that LeBron will be making his decision before July 4th. So by next week's episode, we'll probably already have a decision. And we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. For our final segment, we'll be talking about Drake and that he'll be releasing his album Scorpion this Friday. So the rumor mill is definitely working overtime for this project. Some people are saying it's going to be a double disc album of nothing but hip-hop and R&B. Some have said that he has some diss tracks towards Kanye West and Pusha T. Anyways, like this project has a lot of people waiting in anticipation. Me personally, I want it to be a combination of nothing was the same, if you're reading this, it's too late and take care. Now that's not far-fetched seeing how those were some of Drake's strongest projects. You know, Drake is one of my favorite artists and this album is definitely going to be one of his most important in terms of where he stands and from a legacy perspective. With all that's happened so far this year with that whole push of tea beef, we don't need another views or more life. Don't get me wrong, those projects had their moments, but it's just not enough this time around. And I believe Drake knows what this project means to his career, and he'll deliver on it. Anyways, guys, what are your thoughts? Are you guys expecting this album to be fire, or do you think that it'll just be another views and more life? What are your expectations for it? Leave a comment, hit us up, and thank you guys for tuning in. That's the end of today's episode. Hey, everyone. Be sure to subscribe to the Wire to Wire podcast and to our YouTube channel. Also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Vault Media Pubs. We'll be back next week with another episode.